Moses was raised by Pharaoh's daughter in Egypt. He had all of the privileges of the Egyptians. Hebrews eleven twenty four through 27 By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. This is a tremendous story. He saw God who is invisible. And that's what we should be. Do you see man as your provision? Do you see man as your help? Or do you see God as your provision? Abraham made an astounding statement in Genesis 14. The king of Sodom met him on the road back from a battle. And the king of Sodom offered to give the spoils of the battle to Abraham. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldst say, I have made Abram rich. Genesis fourteen, twenty-two through 23. In his heart, Abram purposed that his riches would come from God and not from man. How about you? Are you looking to man for your provision? Or have you purposed, like Abraham and Moses, for God to be your provision? I get a great many emails from men all over the world who say they are pastors. And they always want me to provide something for them. Recently, one of them wanted me to be a mentor, his mentor, and watch over him. He wants me to take the place of God. If we are called as a minister, it is Jesus who guides us in what to do in the ministry. Most of these men who write to me want me to give them some material possession. They want me to give them a computer, or they want me to give them a camera, or they want me to give them a projector, or they want me to give them money, or one of them had offered to give Bibles out 
at his meetings to everyone who came to his meeting, and he wanted me to send him the Bibles. Are they depending on God to supply their need, or are they depending on a human being? They're depending on a human being. I don't send things to these men. I know what it is to be a minister of God. I know what it is to have God lead me and have God supply my need. And I don't believe they're called of God. Many ministers today put themselves into the ministry. Many people in churches put themselves into church without having the Spirit of God. But for those who have the Spirit of God, God supplies all our need. Many different types of needs arise during our lifetime. It can be a need for money. It can be a need for information, for wisdom. We simply turn to God and ask him what he wants us to do. Here are a couple of examples. I'm 83 years old. And I've had several accidents where I've fallen and broken hips and broken various bones. I can only walk a few steps at a time with a walker. One of our church members took me into her home to live, and she helps me. Recently, she failed to come to my room to give me my medicine before bedtime. And this was very unusual. Thoughts began to come. Has she fallen down the stairs? She lives upstairs. Was she lying there helpless? How will I get the animals fed? We have two big dogs and three cats. What if she has to go to the hospital? What will I do? Thoughts were just raging through my mind. Bang, 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 bang. Then I began praying. And instantly, I heard these words from the Holy Spirit in the form of a thought that came to my mind. My God will supply all your need. And it was like the weight of the world lifted off of me. I said, that's right. That's right. Not only did I agree with the statement, I believed the statement. I, I had no more problem at all. Now, it happened that Pam just forgot to come down that night. <laughs> she was perfectly all right. But you just have these bombarding thoughts that come to your mind that terrify you. And God supplies all our need when that happens. In 1985, I owned a small business in Dallas, Texas, and a man filed a lawsuit against me. I hired lawyers to defend me in the court, but the legal fees were eating up all the profits from my little business. I had been shown to get out of debt and stay out of debt, but at the rate I was going with these legal fees, 
It wouldn't be long before I'd be back in debt. What to do? I needed wisdom. My attention was drawn to a scripture. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I began to take that scripture and reason it. I'm as Christian now, so this promise of God in the Bible would apply to me. This lawsuit is a weapon against me, and the legal fees from my own lawyers are weapons against me. And according to the Bible, these weapons against me shall not prosper. So I decided to dismiss my lawyer and stop the legal fees and to go to court without any human legal counsel. When I released my attorney, he said, Joan, you can't do this. You don't realize how evil these courts are today. And I told him, I said, Gordon, I'm a Christian. And this is what the Bible says. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Therefore, this lawsuit coming against me will not prosper. I don't care what the circumstances are. It cannot prosper. And then Gordon said, well, we're willing to work with you at the law firm. It will only take about $10,000 more to try your case. I was shocked. And I cried out, Gordon, stop. Don't do anything else. Then an amazing thing happened. In about a week, Gordon came back, and he said, we have decided to try your case without any further fee to you. We will do it without charge. What's going on here? One week, he tells me, it will take about $10,000 more to try the case. The next week, he tells me, they will do it for free. What's going on? I didn't hear Gordon mention God in this subject. So I said to him, Gordon, you're just going to have to let me get back with you on this one. After he left, I began praying. And I said to God, what do you want me to do? And he reminded me, of that scripture about Abraham, where Abraham refused to allow the king of Sodom to provide for his well-being, for his needs. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take us from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. I knew God was telling me turn that 
free legal service down. So I did. Several weeks passed before the court date. Many fearful thoughts came to my mind during those weeks. But every time I had a fearful thought come to my mind, God would remind me of a scripture. I took all those scriptures and I put them on a cassette recorder, a cassette tape, and I played it when I went to bed at night. And when I woke up during the night, I would just turn the tape over and start playing the scriptures again. This was to comfort me and fight fear and give me faith. Six days before we were to go to court, the man dropped all charges against me. It was over. That weapon did not prosper against me. When you follow God, you may be shown to do things that the world considers to be unreasonable. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the world can't follow God like that. But when we are of God and have the Spirit of God, we can put our faith in God. We can follow Scripture. We can believe these things. I had a woman that cleaned the house for me, and she was a Catholic woman. And she watched what I did. She was always watching me. And she came to me one time and said, Aren't you afraid that that will fail? Because I told her some scripture I was following. And I said, No, it won't fail. It will not fail. But it takes faith in God and faith in believing that these scriptures are the Word of God. And you have to understand how to hear from God. By the Holy Spirit who lives in us, God will remind us of Scripture. He will show us what to do by His Spirit. There are four things the Holy Spirit does for the believer. Jesus tells us those things in two sets of Scripture. John chapter 14 verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13. We'll look at those. John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. I have found that to be all things spiritual as well as secular, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. In the examples that I have given to you, I have shown how there was a problem. I turned to God in prayer, and then God reminded me of a scripture to lead me to show me what to do in the situation. 
That is the last part of John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you, whatsoever the Bible has said, the Word has said. Now John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He hears from God. He searches the heart of God to show us the will of God. And he will show you things to come. So he guides us into all truth, teaches us all things, reminds us of everything Jesus has said to us, and shows us things to come. The Holy Spirit's a mighty weapon for the believer. Every need that I've ever had has been met by God. In December 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. I was living there alone, and I fell at my house of te in Texas. I was in the hallway when I fell, and it was at least six feet to my bedroom. I broke a hip and a hand. The nearest telephone was my bedroom. As I started trying to crawl, I just couldn't do it. But then I heard a word from God. You can do this. And because of that word, I knew I could do that. I managed to get an email out to our church group. And one of them got an ambulance to come to my house. As they were rolling me past the front door of my house, I heard these words from the Spirit of God. You'll never see this house again. I was taken to the hospital and had surgery. And then I had two and a half months of rehabilitation in rehab hospitals. I put the house up for sale and one of our church members said, I don't see how you could do this. I said, well, I've heard from God. I'll never see this house again. She'd been with our group for 39 years. But she just didn't understand faith and following God and believing God. She even told me one time she felt like her main problem was she just couldn't believe. You'll find that in Hebrews chapter 3. They could not enter into the things of God because of unbelief. But for those who can believe, we can enter in to the things of God. Step by step, it takes some courage, but you have to believe the invisible. You just have to have God be so real to you. Just like Moses, he saw him who was invisible. These scriptures are inspired by God. And when the Holy Spirit brings a scripture to us, we know the will of God on the subject at hand. And we have the weapons to believe God. 
we may have to look at that scripture a good while before we do it to build our faith. But eventually, if we will look at it day and night, eventually it will get stronger than the situation. And we will find that we are able to do that scripture. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.